and today after 10 happy years we are a big team of seven amazing incredible ladies Hey, ladies, and welcome back to Herspective. Hey, boo. Hey, girl, hey. Happy Saturday morning. Yay, it's Saturday. The sun is shining. Oh, my God. I'm so in love with the weather right now. I know. When it goes, changes, and gets cold or anything different, I'm going to have a hard time. So it needs to stay yeah. forever. <laughs> I know. Well, at least we're coming into summer, so we don't have to worry about it going away so soon. Although summer goes by in a second anyways, but we yeah. have a bit of time. Well, yeah, I I live for the sun. I'm a sun baby. I'm a Leo. I'm born in August, so I worship the sun, and I need it for my soul. I know. <laughs> I love the sun, too, even though I'm definitely a winter baby. Like, I, yeah, just being outside yesterday gardening, I have third-degree sunburns on my back. I have heat rash on my hands, <laughs> and my fake tanner is blotchy and hideous. Like, I'm not... As much as I love the sun and need the vitamin D, I'm like, my body's like, shut up. You're go back to December. Like, that's where you're going. <laughs> yes, that's where we do differ in our skin. Ebony and ivory. That's right. I don't think we can say that. <laughs> oh, is that really? <laughs> that's our thing. Oops. <laughs> I'm white and you're black. Well, I'm not really ebony. That's the problem. <laughs> okay, well, you're darker than me i'm How's dark that? meat <laughs> you're dark. i'm white meat not better not better i don't know if that's anywhere close to being pc but no i hate the sound of that so my nephew he started saying meat to things and i'm like it's such a gross word just like meat like if it's he like he was saying pepperoni or like anything it's like meat I'm like oh just such i don't like that it's like meat <laughs> oh my god that's such a weird thing I know. (laughs) Okay. Well, before we get into the show, I definitely need to shout out our sponsors. So thank you to Intamo Pleasurables for supporting Herspective. Intamo Pleasurables is a Canadian sexual self-care company. They use 100% plant-based ingredients in all their products. Ingredients like organic hemp seed oil, hyaluronic acid, vitamin E, and aloe for increased pleasure and decreased pain during sex. You will find those ingredients in their personal lubricant called Wild Thing and massage oil called Start Me Up and more. They are a company that cares and gives back a portion from every sale to facilitate free sex and pleasure education in our communities. Head to entamopleasurables.com for their full line of products and use coupon code HERSPECTIVE20 at checkout. And I have to call out the pelvic pain relief oil because... I was just going to say. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, Justin hurt himself golfing. He uh, hyperextended, I think, when he swung and his arm was basically like immobile. So I slathered that on there after icing it and rubbed it in. And the next morning he was like, I feel so much better. So I would like to say that is in part to the pelvic pain relief oil. It definitely works. And um, you found another usage for the massage oil, I believe. I don't think oh, it was yeah. the lube. Was it the lube or the Not massage Not the lube, the massage oil. <laughs> yeah, you found another usage for that as tanning oil. So That's really right. multifaceted uh, products they have going on. Absolutely. Very versatile. 
And yes, you discovered that when you showed up yesterday with our new microphone. So very excited to be recording on new mics. I know. It's so fun. It feels like Christmas morning. I know. When I woke up, I'm like, we get to do our intro on our microphones. (laughs) So excited. Yeah, I hope you guys can tell uh, the quality in our words now. Yes. Before there was no quality. (laughs) Now we're full of quality. There's no quality in anything we say anyway. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I thank God we have good guests. (laughs) And we have another amazing one today, which we will definitely get into, obviously. Yeah. As she comes on. (laughs) Oh, my God. Good one. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That's how we intro people now with our top quality mics. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um. But before that, we wanted to shout out to the people who have um, reached out to us and let us know that they um, feel like they want to speak to us during our episodes. Yeah. So our listeners are loving the show, which thank you and great. Yeah. And many people have mentioned that when they're listening to the episodes, they start like participating in the conversation as if we're all together and then they have to stop themselves and realize oh they're alone (laughs) I'm alone in my car and this is a recording (laughs) they're not here well I know it's especially true um yeah we've gotten that actually a lot of times which I mean I feel really proud about because they, you're enjoying the conversation clearly if you want to participate but uh I think it's probably weird for our friends and stuff who hear us and and would normally be there with us or you know want to talk to us so um maybe we can start leaving like some blank air to <laughs> add their opinions yeah jump in here yeah yeah I, I think oh, it's good great point. it's the yeah, we'll start putting little blurbs of as yeah. if we are responding to their point during our points um yeah. but no yeah. it is it is really nice to hear those comments and it, obviously we're engaging and it is the point of our show that's how we wanted people to feel we wanted to feel like you're just hanging out with your girls having girl mm-hmm. talk discussing yeah. whatever everything is on the table you know we don't hold back as everyone knows and feel comfortable to say whatever you want to say so yeah if that it's is ultimate feedback yeah really. if that is the feeling that you're getting from listening to our show then job well done to us i would say way to go lore way to go babe so yeah yes. it's it's great and keep that feedback coming we love hearing from you guys we love knowing how you feel about shows and the ones that get you really invested and in chatting away to us so. Yeah, <laughs> with or without us there. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're there, but yeah, not we're there. there. <laughs> and um, I love it because those are the people that give us huge feedback after anyways, like to our, to us actually <laughs> through our uh, Instagram and stuff. Yes, so. we love that. Anyways. Um, so you have an interesting you. point um, yeah, that I you learned. something really insane that I yeah. saw on the news. Uh, shout out to CP24 for always bringing in the important information. Um, <laughs> so they're scared. finding, authorities are finding that people have been flaunting their, their antibodies to coronavirus on Tinder. On like Tinder. <laughs> it's like a... <laughs> If we didn't catch that on (laughs) Tinder. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so So, I don't even really understand. 
understand what you mean by that. I like, know. So it's part of their like characteristics or their traits or like, do they have bio. an emoji that is the like bacteria emoji? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm not sure um, the ins and outs of actually, maybe I should hop on Tinder to check it out. Actually, no, I, I tried Tinder once um, for about like five minutes and then I instantly deleted it and saw why it was so hideous, but no judgment if you love it. Um, anyways, so people are putting like that they have, I guess, immunity to coronavirus on it, whether or not they um, had it and have never covered or um, yeah, stuff like that. So it's like, you know how you put your height? It's like you have to put your height if you're a guy um, on Tinder. It's like that. <laughs> it's the new important thing that matters, I guess. It's a new ASL, age, sex, looks, C. No, Corona. it's not looks, it's location. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Clearly I've been out of the game for a minute. <laughs> but ASL just aged us um, yeah, because I think it I was did. on MSN. I know. Uh, like ICQ, when MSN was I think, intended. Yeah, yeah. I forgot what that was. Throwing yeah. it way back right now. And, you know, so many people from will have no idea what we're talking about. Like, what's MSN? What's ICQ? Um, I would like to believe that our listener base is within our age range Not and teenagers. fully knows <laughs> what we're talking about. Well, I remember doing ASL in, like, a chat room. Or, I guess yep. it was. Same. Yeah, oh that's where it started. Oh, okay. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. And that's... <laughs> hilarious and kind of scary because what if they're just lying to get a date and they say they have antibodies and they don't i mean how are you going to verify and hello you can't be meeting up with people really anyway well that's what i think is the funniest part because it's not helpful and yeah like people probably are lying like they do on all dating sites yeah and that's just not one you want to lie and mess around with i'm six three and i've got antibodies baby actually you're five eight and you don't have antibodies yeah and (laughs) i will learn the hard way that you don't it's the new like spreading of stds like now they just spread non-antibodies you know oh god now they spread coronavirus well on on that point um (laughs) good point (laughs) yeah good point so social media obviously is our area of interest and where we get a lot of our content and information from and actually find a lot of our amazing guests uh but i'm so frustrated and sick of like all the social media trolls around covid and their opinions they just need to Mm -hmm. fuck right off because people are struggling in all different ways during this quarantine and pandemic and one person's struggle should not be considered less than the others just because it is a different struggle um yeah like everybody's going through a hard time Case in point, like that's it. Like if you are single and home alone and you don't have a partner and maybe you're not able to connect with family or friends or maybe you just don't have a huge like social group, that is probably very, very challenging. Uh, You could be married with children and you're constantly surrounded by your family, but that means you have to homeschool. You don't get a break. You don't get to walk away. Everything happens within those four walls. Like that's another huge struggle. Maybe you were in a new relationship. Like there's everybody's... And, and then to layer that, layer on that is if you already struggle with different types of mental illness mm-hmm. or other um, physical or mental challenges, so it's, or financial challenges. Totally. 
So everybody just needs to stop like comparing and criticizing. And I like really like the memes that are calling out people being like, this is not the time to judge your friends if they haven't reached yeah. out to you because it's not about you. It's not about any one no. single person. We're all dealing with this and it's hard. So if you're someone who's out there hard, trolling, yeah. yeah, if you're someone out there trolling, shut the fuck up like go sit down and yeah. take a beat and like think about why you're doing this because obviously it's you have an issue it's not the other people well that's the thing like i find it weird you know it's not weird that people find something to talk about because people will talk shit about everything and everyone and judge everyone and you know there's always something that somebody's doing wrong but in this case like we literally all are experiencing this and Yes, as you said, there are, you know, people, everyone's having differences. Some people are still working. Some people have not changed. Some people always work from home and it's completely the same, you know. Um, But for other people, it's hugely different. But it could be the smallest thing, like, you know, sports are shut down. That could have been your outlet. The gym is shut down. That could have been your outlet. So for every single person, they are going to experience it differently. We had a a life with all of the things at our disposal that we no longer have. So having those taken away will affect you. Um, Everything like that, I think, I don't know. I I just, it surprises me when people would be non-sympathetic to others who are experiencing it. And if you are experiencing no difference and you're living life and enjoying um the quarantine and you're having a positive experience then why wouldn't you feel grateful instead of then judging that so that's where i'm coming from i just think it's really friggin' weird that you would think to know or presume to know everyone's situation you don't know the ins and outs and it's really weird to think that you should say something when you don't know and also why do you think you can have an opinion on that's someone's I mean, like, situation yeah like who are you sit down just close your mouth and stop just, being a screen warrior or troll. like yeah it's pretty rude and also um it's kind of putting like negative vibes out there for like no reason and you know when i think of i just keep thinking of that like little old lady who um is by herself for like three months and yeah. I, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're naturally an introvert or naturally like kind of like a loner. Um, that's how you like it. You need human contact. This is very difficult. So like, I don't know. I feel bad. I do feel really bad. Yeah, no, absolutely. It is. It's so hard and it's so different. And we are all just trying to get through this as best as we can and doing what we can to make it easier. And that's really all everybody should be doing. Nobody should be being mean or judging or trolling and obviously no we're not surprised that people are like this because like you said if uh, people will find anything to do Mm -hmm. that on so why would this be any different and it's actually like a gold mine for a troll to comment on pandemic type situations but yeah the bad vibes need to stop exactly if you're shitty so many things stop being shitty like because karma will come back and bite you in your ass also yeah. And if you are doing so well that this is that you don't can't fathom how people aren't, then spread some of that, please, because people aren't. So they do yeah. need the help if you can give it. Yeah. Some and way. It, whatever. Absolutely. But on another. Or, yeah. Yeah. yeah sorry. Anything. <laughs> really anything. Even if it's someone yeah. that you don't really know, a neighbor, like help out. It, like the little old lady example. Yeah. Like if you are able to help them please do. I'm sure that would make their day, their life, their pandemic. Like it would just mean so much um, yeah. to do one small task. We're not, no one's above that. 
So everybody should be trying to do their part. Or just keep your mouth shut and let people live. Yeah. So that's fair too. Yeah. (laughs) No need to do anything crazy. Just don't talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) But on another COVID note, uh, I have a new neurosis that I've discovered which okay. is very frustrating for me. <laughs> Here's one of my challenges. I don't, I'm dying to know. Please tell me. <laughs> yeah, I haven't told you about this yet. So when I go into a grocery store, because that's pretty much the only place I go, you obviously are advised to not touch your face, certainly nowhere near your mouth or your nose or your eyes. And I'm pretty good at that normally. The minute I step into the grocery store... <laughs> It feels like my face is crawling with something that I need to itch and I need to touch it. And it takes, I spend the entire shopping experience like mental talking to myself, like, (laughs) don't touch your face. You're not actually itchy. There's no itch. Like, this is not real. It's a whole thing. Like, it's very, my body is taunting me. So, I, I was just. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I've never have had more like mental work on myself than like overcoming the power of an itch. Like you're not itchy. You're like willing yourself to not be itchy more. Like, have you ever talked yourself out of an itch? Like, it's, yes, it's really hard, but I do it. I have to do it too because I'm such a face toucher. I'm always like fiddling, and when yes, the second I get in there, and then I'm like. Looking at my hands, I'm like, oh, God, you're contaminated. And then, so I'm, like, trying to use other things to touch my face. And it's not helping. And I'm, like, okay, you're you're above this. You can get through this. Like, it's only a few more minutes. And it's literally a fucking mental struggle. Like, a fight with myself. And I feel stronger when I've overcome it. But it, I really do. When you get out of the grocery store and you do, like, the Rocky dance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I made it. Yeah, and it's like, what exactly did you make? Like, I overcame touching my face when willed, when obsessively willing to do it. Yeah, it's so it's just like right up in there with my sucking my lips in and wearing my sunglasses <gasps> and oh no my touching God. my face. <laughs> I saw my mom doing what you were doing. <gasps> the lips. It's a thing. I don't even think she heard that you do it. I think she just did it. I'm like, <gasps> Two women in my life are doing this. No, <laughs> shut up. I was like, I can't believe it. That's a protective but maybe it's measure. Your, like, yeah, maybe it's like, it must be like an innate thing. I, <laughs> I think it's so silly. <laughs> you two kill me. I was like, <gasps> when I saw her doing it. And, you should have oh asked her, why are you doing that? I will. I'm going to ask her. <laughs> Next time I see her, I'm going to be like, why, what is, what possesses you to do it? She probably will be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Whatever, Jessica. Probably, yeah, she probably won't even know what I mean, but. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll... I mean, why are your lips sucked <laughs> into your face? <laughs> what is happening to your face right now? Like, tell me that. <laughs> I, will, I will keep you posted on this. That's hilarious. <laughs> Excellent. Amazing. Good. So in more COVID news, I'm sure you heard. <laughs> what else is there? There's no other news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, school school's canceled for the rest of my life, apparently. So that's great. I know. Honestly, what are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. They may go back in September. May. May? Go back in September. Like, maybe. Oh. Who knows? No one knows. But so far, it's at least canceled till September, which it doesn't sound like that big of a deal because there's really only like a month left of school. But it's been already two months of homeschooling so 
I'm then, basically at the point where I am like just I need a, a some company to start delivering like full barrels of alcohol um, weekly to my home. <laughs> Just like insert the keg or the vat of wine. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Absolutely. Weekly. Yeah. I've said it before. I'll continue to say it again. Like, I don't know how you're fucking doing it. It stresses me out to know that you have to do that. And only because you're not like a teacher and you still have to do all your other stuff. So like, how do you know what to do? Oh my God. I I don't know. It stresses me out. Good for you. I feel really bad for you. I hope you get lots and lots of alcohol and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's you not survive. just me obviously it's many 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 parents yeah, well, so all we're parents. all we're all just ready to cry ourselves wonder, to sleep every like, night are you i mean if you're a parent plans? that loves it then great like i i really envy you but i don't i'm not yeah, that parent and i don't really know any parent that loves it unless they're already a teacher because why would you <laughs> unless they already <laughs> homeschool their children yeah, or them, and then nothing's different for them. But but do they give you, like, a template or something to know what to teach? Yeah, they give you – the kids get their work assignments online, and okay. then if they don't know how to do it, you have to teach them how to do it. So, Are you Googling, like, basic math again? Like So far, I've been math. fine with the math. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a math scholar by any means. Um, luckily, my oldest son is really quite good at it. Uh, he's like in the 90th percentile in math for his age. Nice. So thank the Lord because yeah, mama's not going to be much help if this goes on too long. No. But English and, and language, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, I, I bet you, you remember that show, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? And like I'm not. everything they're taught. No, I'm not. So like, <laughs> I don't even know how. And we don't remember that stuff because you remember back when we were younger, they're like, you have to know math because you're not going to have a calculator in your pocket all the time well again jokes on them because yeah we do so now because of that i don't know how to do even basic math sometimes like small multiplication i'm like sitting there thinking i'm like fuck it i'm just doing my calculator so i know that those skills are no longer with me so i I don't know what i would do yeah no i mean that sort of premise of the show is stupid because it is that i don't remember yes i'm smarter than a fifth grader i just don't remember fifth grade shit why would i i have my brain is full of post you need grade stuff (laughs) real life stuff well that's what it is it's things you actually need and and obviously if we were using those things every day we would remember them but we're not i've I've made it this far yeah i think i'm all right my kids will be fine um (laughs) oh i do have a, a hilarious office well outside office experience well it's not experience it's something new that i've started doing and um Basically, I have now decided to start pretending like my um, microphone or like my quality of stuff isn't working because and and I can't hear the person when I'm like not paying attention. I'm like, oh, sorry, you cut out. You were cutting out really bad. Uh, oh, my system's like crashing. Oh, I didn't hear that. But it's really because I just like zoned off into the Instagram land or something. Yeah. And I uh, didn't hear what they said. So I uh, love how you're now saying it out loud. <laughs> I know. Hopefully no one listens to my Yeah. No to pause. My show. Well, 
Lauren, I, I I really hate to tell you, but that's nothing new. I've been doing that for so long. Like, oh, my, my landline just cut out. Oh, I don't know what happened there. Could you repeat that? <laughs> because sometimes people go on really boring fucking tangents and you can't physically be present. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you are physically present. You're not mentally present. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my physicality and my mentality have just separated at that point. <laughs> and uh nothing's but like you know when clients drone on and on about fuck i don't know something i can't even tell you because i was not listening you know so <laughs> there's a lot of important reasons to zone out but i don't think you're alone there i think i think that's a common one <laughs> i think yeah. that's a really common one. but i know caught myself doing it and i'm like oh this is bad i can't be doing this too much like, I should, I should listen. I should just be listening. I <laughs> yeah. should be capable of being attentive for 15 minutes at this point <laughs> in my life. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes you just have to listen to yourself. And if you're not into it, you're not into it. And move on from that conversation. Oh, oh. See, that was me freezing. <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> Did oh. you? No. <laughs> you're a terrible actor. <laughs> like laughing behind the scenes that was like me freezing because my phone cut out boss hang up you know get it no okay i get it but i can see you our listeners can't they're gonna be like what the fuck just happened there (laughs) that i really will have tricked them yes they've just turned it off great good job jess (laughs) we'll put it in our blurb disclaimer all the all the pauses are on purpose it's a fake (laughs) We spend all of our time editing out flaws, but this time we've put them in. (laughs) Anyways. So, I have a new obsession also. Everything I want to buy now is from that site called Poshmark, which Mm. is like a... I don't want to say it's secondhand because some stuff is and some stuff is new with tags, but it's like anything your little heart desires, you can find. And I have made many purchases and I'm so excited. Like I have like probably seven different packages en route to me and I cannot wait. Every day is going to be like Christmas when they arrive. So um, definitely recommend them to anybody that's looking to get some new stuff. If there's something specific that you want, you just type it in and somebody will be selling it. I can't. Yeah. You know, comment on the quality of what the item is. Some things there's like tons of and they're brand new and some are like less that like there's less of it and they may have been really used and it's not great. But honestly, it is so good. Like there, and it's sustainable and it's good for the environment and it's helping other women make some side money. You can be a seller on there too. So it's just a great uh um, app and yeah if you like well, to shop but you don't obsessed with it because of carrie um yeah our, exactly. our previous guest new love threads shout out yeah i just um, got something and... from her some levi shorts yeah so the very shorts excited. yeah posted about so those. cute i um like oh my gosh ever since that episode i've never been more motivated to not buy new stuff like clothes especially uh ever so i also love poshmark although Y'all know that I'm still in my sack dress phase, so I haven't really been shopping because <laughs> I don't want to wear other things other than sack dresses. <laughs> Today I'm wearing just a shirt, no pants, so I mean, why buy clothes when I'm not wearing them? <laughs> I'm not even wearing underwear, just full full exposure. <laughs> just 
You're just no pants yep. party. <laughs> no pants. Nothing there, down there. Well, it's very freeing. Speaking of clothing, <laughs> we have a guest <laughs> who is wearing clothing. Who, who is wearing clothing? Well, we think, but we no, she's in the business of a certain type of clothing, and I think you should intro her, Jess. So welcome to the show, Fadan. I'm so glad you're finally here with us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for inviting me to your show. Of course. Um, so as mentioned, Fadan is um, my wedding coordinator boss. Oh. <laughs> you're the creator. Yeah, you're the creator and founder of Design Dreams. So we work together and um, it's super exciting to have you come on and talk about everything, wedding, events, um, especially now in this yeah. in this time of year in this pandemic that's true yeah times have changed it's kind of different right now well it's not a typical i guess wedding season for us is it exactly <laughs> no so let's uh i guess let's back up a little bit and let's talk about how you started how you got into this industry um like i love it personally but uh some people always ask like oh my god how do you even do this how do you get into it so i want to hear from you like the expert um the 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 real pro Mm -hmm. how did you get into weddings why tell us everything yeah absolutely so I, I guess I always enjoyed events and I always enjoyed putting, uh, putting up events ever since I was a little girl. I remember when I was seven. I don't quite remember, but I hear those stories from my mom right now. <laughs> the times when I was seven or six year old, I was putting some shows in my house together. So I was like uh, putting some chairs in a row and sending out invitations Aww. to my mom, dad, to my grandparents. <laughs> And then I was putting up the show. So now when I'm um, an established event planner, my mom reminds me, do you remember when you were seven, you were organizing shows in our house? I was like, oh, no, I don't quite remember, but uh, it makes sense to me now. So my uh, education background is in marketing and event planning and uh, marketing and also the project management, which um, kind of was kind of helpful background to start the business in the uh, event industry. And uh, I have to say that I have two uh, master degrees in those um, with those majors with the marketing and project management, which also helped me throughout the way. And um, like throughout all, all of these years, while I was uh, in school and in the university, I kept planning and organizing some events for my family, for my friends, without even realizing that there is <laughs> such a profession as a wedding planner. And then when I moved to Canada in 2008, I discovered that there is actually a profession of uh, an event planner and a wedding planner, and which meant to me um, that I could do what I love and get paid for it, which was kind of strange at that moment. But I started exploring that area a little deeper. I did my own research for like a few months. I was just digging deeper. I was reading a lot. I took a course. I got certified. And I realized that this is a profession that was created specifically for me. So after I got certified in 2010, that's when Design Dream was born. So basically, 2020 was supposed to be our happy year, happy 10th anniversary. (laughs) And I was planning to throw a big party. (laughs) But maybe we can also postpone it to the next year and see what's going to happen. But yeah, so um, I started this business 10 years ago as a one-man show, and I was doing everything just myself. I did my own uh, first website. I created my first 
uh, logo myself and uh, I was uh, just there like myself on each wedding and was um, answering all the emails myself I, I was my own accountant <laughs> I was doing basically oh everything my myself until I realized that there are, it's it's hard it, at, at one point uh, you just don't <laughs> have time to do everything by yourself that's when I started to build a, uh, a team and today after 10 happy years we are a big team of seven amazing incredible ladies with different backgrounds with different knowledges and different skills and uh, each of them bring an amazing experience and amazing personalities to our team which which makes design dreams so different so Aww, special your 10 year anniversary so that's a little bit of um, where I'm coming from <laughs> well that's a great story and like such a success story too to come to Canada and be able to start your own business from the ground up and keep it going for over 10 years and and be successful that you grew to an entire team but it's funny because in if you can think of it you can make it a business. So for you not to know that this was something that was an actual business and an industry and probably one of the biggest industries in terms of event planning, um, you could have done it anyway, because if you could think of it, you can make it happen. Exactly. It's just uh... for sure. But you know, what's really cool. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's awesome that you have you didn't just be a wedding planner, you know, get your certification in that. I love how you have your your background, your two master's uh, degrees in, in marketing and project management. And knowing you, I know how um, those contribute to what you do now. Like, I know how that like your marketing background makes you so good at social media. So they like those things both really contribute to the success of your business for sure. Like you kind of have all the corners or or all the corners covered. Lauren, fact check on that saying all the, all the bases (laughs) covered. Is that it? (laughs) You've covered all your bases. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) But yeah, all those, all of those qualifications definitely would help so much. I can only imagine because I've, planned a wedding essentially on my own when I got married and it was so exhausting if I could have had an event planner I would have but it just wasn't in my budget but I mean the people that are smart enough to get them and budget for them I I can only imagine how much simpler their wedding process goes like I think a lot of people by the end of it are just like, I don't care. I just want this wedding to be over because it is so much in such a short time frame. It seems like a long time frame, but if you're on average and you can correct me if I'm on, if I'm wrong, but I think people probably give themselves about a year and a year and a half to plan. Yeah. It's about that time. And you think that's so much time at the beginning. You're like, Oh my God, I'm planning my wedding. It's so exciting. Can't wait to do all the things by the end of it. You're like, if I have to even say the word wedding, I'm going to kill someone. (laughs) Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, most of our clients, they work full time and they're pretty busy with their own lives and, and work. And they're, it's just so overwhelming, especially inside of such a big city as Toronto. Options are limitless. There's so many different vendors and you don't know who is good and who is not, who you can trust and who you can't. And there is so much scam going on. And it's really risky to just like Google someone and just hire someone. So for that uh, very reason, some clients just to get a peace of mind and also to save some money 
because as planners, we're able to negotiate some discounts and some deals with most of our vendors and sometimes with some of the venues as well, which at the end of the day saves uh, a lot of money to our clients. So those are usually the main reasons why people hire someone to represent their interests for the wedding planning. That's so true. I never even thought about the scamming side of it. Like, obviously, I know that exists, but I... I don't think that crossed my mind like when I was planning like if I oh if I contact this person am I going to get scammed or there are illegitimate businesses like that's that's a really good point I honestly didn't think about it I don't know if people do is that something that you hear a lot oh yeah yeah so that happens a lot unfortunately that's uh it businesses open and they close and um, it even happened to some of my, my couples in the past that, uh, that that's the way that how we built our blacklist of vendors. So we have a preferred list of vendors with incredible people that we work with, we trust, we rely on each other, people that can save the day for our couples and for us, and also people that can screw you up completely, like screw your day and um, unreliable, unpunctual, just not, not kind people to work with, not nice people that can go above and beyond and that's uh it's my goal to protect my image and my clients uh by uh like mm, i would say just uh give options of working with only good people people who care and mm-hmm. people who really would be there to make uh, to make my clients day the most amazing day of their lives well it's so true that and and I will preface this by saying we are very lucky that we work with a lot of good um, vendors. You know, for the most part, there's been a few that were like, oh. um, <laughs> exactly. but most of the time it's a lot of good people. And I know that that's because of a lot in part of your recommendations. Um, and if we've worked with them before and it's gone amazing, then we're you're more inclined to recommend them to future couples and it it just makes a huge difference when um the day is going on and and everything is happening and it's fast 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 and if everyone's on the same page with the end goal of of producing a a good overall wedding it makes a world of difference than when you're working with a vendor or venue or somebody that just sucks (laughs) exactly yeah totally that makes a huge difference well I would think the business is so highly referral based right oh yeah for sure because if somebody has had a good experience, what is the first thing you do is you go tell everybody, same as if you've had a bad experience, the first thing you do is tell everybody about it. So the better relationship you have with different vendors and the more clients that feel like they got exactly what they were hoping for in their dream day, that's just going to build and build and build. So I wonder if like, it's probably really hard to get into the industry now as like a new vendor for something because I'm sure it's such a small like world as they say in this industry everybody knows everybody everybody knows who's good who's bad and then someone who's new they have to make a name for themselves so somebody's got to give them a chance but if you have such a long list of amazing vendors that you already work with are you open to trying new vendors or are you kind of skeptical on that um yes and no so of course like I I was new at one point uh 10 years ago and I understand how hard it is to break through but uh so I I'm always open to work with new vendors they just have to 
prove to me that they are good vendors and reliable people and people who care. Because for me, the business is not just about money. For me, my business is more about the passion, about bringing happiness to my client's life. And I will go above and beyond to make it happen. And it doesn't matter if we uh, stay over for like an extra 30 minutes or, or if I send out instead of like, I don't know, 50 emails, I send out uh, 100 emails or uh, provide an extra meeting for free. So for me, it's all about um, caring for my clients. And that's the same kind of people I'm trying to surround myself with, people who also care. So that's basically the number one, um, number one like f- feature for me, how I select my vendors. And um, of course, if the new vendor comes out and I, uh, we'll, we will sit down for a coffee, we'll just go and chat about like uh, what they do and how they do things. And if I see a potential in that person, if I see that we are like-minded people, that we can work well together, that this person is willing to go above and beyond for their clients and that this person is also caring, I would definitely give a chance to that person. So I, and every year we add some new vendors to our list. And it doesn't matter that, in fact, like some of the old vendors, they, if they, they've been in the business for too long and they kind of get old and they want to retire. So that's when we see that their interest in their business kind of goes down. So we are always finding new people to work with and someone who is fresh and who is more passionate about their business. So that's why um, I would say I, I never say no to anyone. I'm always open to collaborate with new people, with amazing people. And there's always some great new people coming uh, in into the industry and it's always great to work with them. And I think kind of to, to snowball off that a little bit is a lot of the time there is referrals and word of mouth for vendors um, for the couples where it's their their family members or their good friends or it's their best friends photographer you know so then that's a situation in which you would be working with a new vendor exactly whether or not yeah. you chose them so you kind of get to meet them that way as well right yeah, yeah, exactly, both ways. Sometimes true. we plan a wedding, sometimes we just coordinate a wedding. And uh, depending on the package that the client chooses and depending on their budget, of course. So if we, in the case, when we plan the wedding from scratch, obviously we recommend all of our vendors and we get to work with people that we know. But if they're going with just a month of coordination package, it means that they already planned everything and we just need to coordinate the last month. And in those cases, we get to work with whoever they already booked. So we, we don't have a choice. <laughs> and that's when the tricky part starts because we look at the list and we're kind of, okay, so that's a great vendor, but this one is, mm, might be a problem. So we kind of uh, sit down with our couple and we, we warn them about potential problems. So, and we give them different uh, ways to avoid those problems, like uh, double check the contract or put everything in, on, on paper, write everything and put everything in writing. So like, um, or triple check this and that, like we give them some tips how to avoid um, mistakes and avoid uh, miscommunications and problems on the day off. And then we'll go from there. And obviously like if, um, if they choose some vendors that are, we don't know, but they're really great. As uh, Jessica mentioned, we meet them on the day of the wedding and that's kind of a test for them. So we uh, see how how is it to work with them. And if at the end of the day, everything went well and smooth and the couple is happy and we're happy and the person is easy to work with and easygoing and very kind and nice and professional at the same time, then of course we will be recommending that person again. Mm-hmm. So you just said something 
that I didn't even really realize either that there is a difference between wedding planning and wedding coordination. Yeah. I just assumed everything is wedding planning. So I didn't realize mm-hmm. that there was two different buckets. Yeah. So we have not, not just two, we have many more different packages and it all depends on how much the client is willing to spend and how much help they need. Because some people, they come and say, okay, well, I already booked my venue. I have someone in mind for the photography. My aunt is making my cake and my brother is going to be my MC. So why would we charge them for those vendors if they already have them, right? So we we customize the package for them. We kind of sit down with the couple and we go through everything with them. uh, And we're trying to figure out what, what kind of help they need and what they don't need. And then we remove from the package everything that they don't need and just leave everything that they need and in that way the package will be customized and obviously the price will also be customized and it's a win-win situation because the couple receives everything that they only need and on us it looks good because we don't overcharge them for something that they don't require so that's that would be more like a custom package and then of course we have a full planning from start to finish everything uh like that's for like very busy people or someone who doesn't have uh, much time for planning if it's a less than a year and then we have just a month of coordination and months of coordination plus design so that's the it's been a, the mo- one of the most popular packages that we have months of coordination plus design because it includes also a design aspect of the planning something that some people struggle with so they don't know how they can put pieces together they kind of have a rough idea what they like but they can't really envision how that's going to look like together so we offer this design um, like design consultation with the inspiration board or something visual for them and then we also help them to do the mock-up setup with the full floors and and other decor and design related vendors and then obviously the months of coordination is also part of it. So yeah, so we have much more than just two packages. <laughs> and destination oh, yeah. wedding planning is comes on top of that. It's a completely different market. So you're a full-scale, well-rounded business. Well, and and you also do um, not just weddings, but events all around, corporate events and, and things like that. That's right. Um, not to mention which I do want to get into maybe in a, in a little bit about um, kind of the things that you're doing right now, so what you're offering now, mm-hmm. um, specifically during pandemic, but um, kind of backing up a little bit, um, obviously weddings is, is uh, most of what I think you do throughout the year. Um, so I kind of want to go into, for people that um, don't really know, like most people's experience with weddings are either their own or, you know, good friends and stuff. But for people who are, I go to so many weddings a year, you go to so many weddings a year. What is it like to be a wedding planner in a normal year? Forget COVID, but like, what's the, what's wedding year, like wedding season like? Uh, yeah, of course. So <laughs> you probably know how it looks like, but for other people, the normal uh, year looks, um, I would say like a busy year, busy part of the year, which is uh, our busiest season would be from middle of April to middle of um, a- uh, October, more or less. So the normal wedding year looks very busy. 
we have every single weekend booked with multiple weddings and because we have a team of people it's not just me so we have a team of people each uh, lead coordinator is in charge for a wedding and that they take care of completely from start to finish so and then um, we don't overbook ourselves we only take so many weddings a year because we want to make sure that the quality doesn't go down so we still provide the high uh, quality of our service and we always make sure that every every client feels that we take care of them individually and personally um, and of course it's uh, sleepless nights it's booked weekends <laughs> we don't have any free weekends it's uh, rarely when um, I spent the whole weekend with my family unfortunately I have two kids so I had to at one point I had to uh, make a hard decision for myself that I can only take one wedding a weekend for myself and then if we get like more like two three or, uh, or more weddings a weekend then my team will take the rest so we have to I kind of have to like um, put priorities in place for my own life and make sure that I balance my personal life with my business so that kind of has been hard but um, God, thank God that I have an understanding family and we are a supportive husband so which is uh, a blessing for my for me but uh, going back to a normal year uh, sleepless nights because we have to answer emails all the time. It's lots of correspondence with mm -hmm. the vendors and because we, we manage multiple events at the same time. So it's like tons and tons. Like on a regular basis, I've been receiving between like 60 to 80 emails a day and I have to reply to them uh, within 24 hours um, on a daily basis. And the same for my team. Yeah, so that's that's more or less how the year looks like. Uh, on a normal year. <laughs> so the work-life balance is like the biggest challenge of it all because the entrepreneur and the business owner in you probably has a hard time like releasing your baby, which is your business, because mm -hmm. um, you know you want to make sure that everything is going just right. And most entrepreneurs are, you know, very hands-on. You have to be, and and it's such a hard. With, like thing to let go of that control and trust in other people um I know I would have a really hard time because I'm a control freak as it is so <laughs> yeah I would just be like stressing out which would add to the sleepless nights um but you seem to feel that you have like a great team and I know Jess is such a hard worker and she is an event planner to the core too so right that balance though you know, did that ever cause like problems? Did you have, did you find that you, you're just like, you just couldn't find the balance at one point? At one point, like, yeah, at the beginning, most of the time, uh, mostly, but um, I would say I made this decision for myself about five years ago that I have to learn how to let go. And I read many books about it and how to let go. And I practice it for <laughs> and fight it with my with Aww. myself. Yeah, so it's been um, a, kind of difficult for me at the beginning to let go. But about five years ago, I made a decision for myself to learn to let go and to learn how to delegate to my team. And it was not an easy decision. But at one point, I felt that I am lucky enough to have an amazing team and really supportive and reliable people on my on my side because it's um it's been up and down uh, in the first couple of years uh, we had um, I had like some 
people that uh, were not very reliable and they had to leave at one point and it was very painful and disappointed uh things that happened behind my back and you know like it's not um it's 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 really hard to find good people that you can work with but at the moment where i am right now i can say very surely that i'm lucky enough to have a really amazing team and really reliable ladies that became more than just a team they are, they became really good friends to me we'll go out for dinner and we'll go out to movies <laughs> so it's it's more yeah. than just work for us for sure we have lots of fun together and at uh, right now i it, it it's it comes very easily to me to delegate tasks to them and I don't control them. I, I'm not micromanaging them. I'm just delegating and I have this peace of mind that everything will go really, really well and smooth. So I'm just lucky right now that I have good people on my side. Yeah, well, you become a family too. Yeah, you do. And when you're like, so our weddings, we work long, long days. So that's a lot of time spent together. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really do bond and stuff. And, and I will say, say um there's a lot of preparation that goes into obviously planning and because of that and Fidan I think you're you're really good I and and meticulous uh, attention for detail a lot of the problems that could potentially arise I'm knocking on what I know you'll probably be mad at me for even saying this out loud but a lot of the problems are avoided because of the the a lot of the playing that goes into it so I think that that's something and and to make sure that no problems arise is a goal of everyone so it's we really try hard to make sure that that doesn't happen and it, it is pretty fun for us because it's stuff that we want to do but uh, I know that it is your baby so that's something that I consider and I we talk throughout the day if I'm on a wedding without you or you know what I mean so yeah I don't know I think that I can attest to what you said uh, when it comes to um, being able to to let go, but not not care. You know what I mean? Obviously, mm-hmm. I, I'm not crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's my goal. <laughs> and that would be really hard to, as an entrepreneur, to develop a team and then have something happen within that team. Uh, what, like, I obviously don't know. Um, what has gone on, but I think that's the bi- one of the biggest challenges too when you own a business because you invest so much in the business it- itself, so much of your own time, your life, literally your blood, sweat, and tears, and you learn to like love these people, trust these people, and then an unfortunate incident happens or it just doesn't work out for whatever reason and you have to let them go and then you have to replace them. So another part of just being an entrepreneur that requires like that ability to pivot on sometimes like, you know, on a dime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I will say you, I mean, for me specifically, I came into it without, um, you know, a background in, you know, formal background or training. Um, is besides my, you know, passion and, and the, the, what I like to do, but, um, so you trained us really well and you made it clear how you want things run, like, you know, super professional. I know, I remember one time I wanted to wear chucks and you're like, nope, (laughs) we're professional. This is what we do. And, and that's the way it should be. Right. I'm like, no, my feet hurt. You're like, no. (laughs) And because why we're not going to like slack on our, um, 
on the image, right? So Yeah, exactly. Well, I yeah, consistency that. is so important and the image is so important. That's one thing you hear across the board is the impressions that you get from people in those client facing industries. So like if I was looking for a wedding planner and somebody showed up in like a dirty t-shirt or like a tracksuit, I would be livid. I would, that would take away from their credibility, whether they were the best wedding planner in the world or not. Exactly. First impressions matter. Exactly. So I would be like, well, you didn't even care enough to put on a clean shirt yeah. or like brush your hair, then you obviously are not going to care enough about my wedding and like what should be the biggest day of my life or one of them anyway. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you. Yeah, so for me, it was important to when I decided to grow my business at one point because uh, I kind of stand in front of two different two, two different options to stay small and manage everything myself or to grow my business and uh, get my team involved more. So I decided for myself that I want my company to grow. I want to be bigger. I want to be uh, take on more weddings and more projects on. And that's uh, the decision that I had to make because uh, it's impossible to do it alone. So you have to have a strong team that stands behind you and that's uh, people that will support you. And when I made the decision, for me, it was important to kind of develop some guidelines, some uh, directions for my uh, team to follow. Besides the training that we provide, we'll also give them some directions, some guidelines. And of course, I'm always there for any of the questions that they might have. But at the same time, I always let them know that I want them to make their own decisions. And if they make a mistake, it is okay. If something goes wrong, it is okay. I'm not going to kill anyone because of that, because I went through it myself. And people learn through mistakes. People learn. Uh, it's a learning experience. It's nothing is impossible to fix. So everything is fixable and everything is figureoutable. But um, if they make yeah. their own mistakes, that's okay. But I want them to know that uh, I, I want them to make their own decisions. I want to take char- them to ch- take charge. I don't want like decide everything for them. So I, I gave them directions. I gave them the guidelines. And from now you can take their own, your own responsibilities and you can completely um, guide your clients through, through, the, through the whole process yourself. So that was important for me to do because I I'm, I don't like micromanaging uh, people. So it's um, I I kind of probably tend to do it, but uh, I'm stopping it myself from doing it because otherwise I'm just gonna go crazy. There's just so much you can you can control yourself, right? <laughs> Plus having uh, two kids and a family and husband and a home. So there's just too much on the shoulders and I feel like it's such a blessing to be able to delegate to a reliable team so that's it it means a lot to me and it's so nice to have a mentor in your life that is like that who believes that it's okay to make mistakes hopefully you don't do it all the time and too and you know too major of mistakes but to have someone that is already really well established in their industry and that is the industry that you know someone would want to go into and they're passionate about it to have someone that is so like strong and caring and understanding and is there to teach you as well so not only are you getting the hands-on experience but you also have that amazing resource that you can go to and learn from because eventually most people will want to branch off and either start their own thing or take their learning somewhere else um, or stay with your team forever and continue to uh, climb the ladder but 
I, I know that I've personally valued from having really strong female mentorship in my life. And I just think it's such a great experience that every person, but like especially women, should have. And if you can get it in the field that you're trying to go into, then that's just even better. Yeah. Thank you so much for your support. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Girl power. It's definitely a girl power situation, I yeah. find. Um and it's, I don't know, I like women are so, I love relating with, with working and relating with women, obviously. And, um, I think it's not like a, a woman dominated industry by any means. Um, there's obviously we work with lots of guys, but, oh, yeah. uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's quite nice to be working with our ladies. Mm-hmm. So another, <laughs> like now, <laughs> obviously, of course, mm-hmm. um, now we're in, COVID, which is obviously insane for, for many, many industries, but uh, weddings is one of them. So most, well, all of the weddings during COVID, um, unless they're like being performed illegally, were rescheduled. Mm-hmm. Um, how has that been dealing with brides, dealing with venues? Like, I know they, they made exceptions. Can you tell us like, more about that because that must have been insane this year yeah for sure yeah, this is something that you've never experienced or dealt with like mm-hmm. how do wedding planners mm-hmm. know how to handle a pandemic yeah well, no, anyone, exactly really, but definitely yeah. weddings there's no guy <laughs> yeah for no. anyone it's a new experience for everyone and we're all learning from it which is kind of interesting as well and um, yeah, so most, well, not most, like obviously, like all of the weddings uh, starting from March up until for now, it's already beginning of August have been rescheduled. We've been lucky enough that none of our couples had canceled their weddings. Everyone have been rescheduling. And so far, most of the people, they're rescheduling to 2021. And I think that this year, that 2021 is going to be an insanely busy year for the whole industry mm-hmm. because uh, everyone moved from 2020 to 2021 plus original 2021 couples uh, and yeah. everything that goes yeah. on top of each other. So hopefully we'll make, um, we'll make our you know, life back <laughs> by then. Uh, but uh, it's been a stressful time for the couples. And we always, from from day one, when it all happened, we went live to let everyone know that we're there for them. So it's just important to let mm-hmm. people know that we're there for them. Even though, even if they're not our clients or our clients, we're, we, can, we can help them with their scheduling process. So rescheduling process has been a really difficult process. It means we have to coordinate not only with the couple, but we have to coordinate with all of their vendors, with the venue, and with the couple and their families to ensure that we find a new date that works for everyone and that would transfer everything properly. So meaning that every contract has to be adjusted properly with a new date. We have to make sure that people don't, like the vendors don't overcharge for for our couples for anything. And uh, it's just been, there is no strict rule for across the board that 
that works for all of the vendors and venues. Unfortunately, every vendor and every venue have their own rules that we have to um, negotiate with them and talk to them about before we proceed. But um, yeah, it's been an interesting experience and it's just interesting to see how people start to get creative and uh, still move forward with some of the small and intimate weddings during this season and um yeah so hopefully we'll get back to normal very soon did you see that happening like people were having big weddings planned for 2020 and then now because of this they changed to smaller intimate ones like later in the year or are people mostly just like trying to recreate their vision for for this year that they had just to next year uh, we, we, I've seen some weddings, like we personally didn't, didn't have any intimate weddings or people who scaled down from like 200 people to only 10 or five. Uh, but I've seen some weddings that happen on their, on the people's backyards, very intimate where just five people attended, which is the bride and groom made of on investment and the officiant and the rest of the guests were on, on zoom. We had one couple who completely canceled their reception and they kept their, um, ceremony. And they scaled down the numbers. So from, but it was uh, initially it was a small wedding, pretty small wedding. It was under 100. So now they scaled even down to about 30 people, and they postponed to later this fall. So, um, but uh, I've seen on uh, Instagram from one of the officials that we work with closely a couple days ago that the um, couple got married on their front yard and all of their oh. all of their guests there was like a, a line of cars on the street and everyone was uh, with like balloons and flowers and the signages and everyone were honking and it was it, it was so fun like social distancing was maintained and they got married just on their on their front yard with only the efficient and the couple themselves that's it so and but the 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 confusing part right now is not about like doing the intimate weddings but it's about getting the marriage licenses uh, because uh, it's it's been kind of unclear because every city, every municipality decides for themselves. There is no rule across the board. Some cities, they can issue, issue um, marriage licenses. Others say that they don't issue right now and it has to be an emergency case. Only in an emergency case, they can issue it. An emergency case, they consider only if um, it relates to the immigration or serious illness of one of the couples. So uh, only if the couple already has a marriage license, they can do their proper and uh, mm. like legal ceremony. In the other cases, they can't get married legally. They can only do a symbolical ceremony or they can just... Uh, we had like some of our couples, what they did, they instead of um, like holding a small intimate wedding on their backyard, they were just doing a nice and intimate dinner with just the two of them. And uh, for that reason, and that's basically how my new package and new service event in the box was born. <laughs> and I will, I'll tell you more about it later. But basically what we are doing, our team is doing, it's, uh, again, that's a little touch that we're adding to our service and a little personal touch. So we're sending some flowers, we're sending a bottle of champagne and a box of chocolate to everyone who is scheduling, to all of our clients who are scheduling. We're sending them this package on the actual, on their original date of the wedding with a little card, wow. <laughs> yeah. And then we encourage them to get some 
dinner and we send them some candles. So something that they can still celebrate their day. And um, I've been having lots of conversations with my couples and trying to help them to change their perspective of how they see, they look at the things and everything is not so bad. Everything could be like much worse, but things are not actually bad because as long as we're all healthy, um, everything is not bad, I think. And mm -hmm. it's just... Um, interesting after you tell them all of the, the all of the things from a different perspective how they change their attitude so if at the beginning of the call they were like so depressed and so sad about the change so i tell them look uh, you have such a unique time that you live in and one you you'll get married like earlier or later you'll get married so it's just a matter of time but look at the things from from the other perspective look like you will have something interesting to tell to your kids to your grandkids so you will have two days to celebrate your wedding your original date and your new date third thing is that your family and your friends when they come to your new date celebration they will be so much more happy to celebrate because people will be able to hug people will be able to to party finally yeah. after such a long pause yeah. like people will be so much more happier to you know go out and interact with people and 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 uh, i don't know like dance and eat and party just like be out there you know <laughs> and once i tell them yeah. all of that I, I see the difference in their voice and it's just uh it's just amazing to see how people can like a little change in the perspective and how they look at mm -hmm. things can change their complete attitude to to everything so people are probably going to have way less declines uh, next year when they send out their invitations because people will be so hungry to get out and do all of the events and go to every party yeah. and every yes. wedding and every little thing that they couldn't do well this year because of COVID. And I think you're right with the perspective. I guess it has shown everybody that we take a lot for granted mm -hmm. having that freedom exactly. to just go yeah. out whenever you want and then having the choice to go or decline a wedding um obviously people have reasons why they can't make it to a wedding but you know sometimes people are just like i just don't feel like going or i just don't want to spend the money or whatever the reason is so they just skip out on the wedding because they can and now come next year i bet you uh wedding like bride and groom will receive way more acceptance in their for their invitations than they would declines because I think there's like a number and you can give me that roughly like 20% they say people decline of your guest list even less like Is usually around 10 10 15 10%? yeah yeah. So I, I would love to see the stats on that come next year. Mm -hmm, and it's exactly. also funny that you seem like you kind of have to do double duty now, like you're a wedding planner. Uh, but you're also now kind of a therapist or a counselor for people. You're counseling exactly. them through this experience even more That's than like you would. That's like a typical thing. Right. But even more than you would during the planning because it's the emotions are so high right now too because you've been so excited as you know a couple getting married to have this day for it to all just kind of be taken away from you suddenly and yes like totally perspectives can change and looking from the positive side is the best way to go and that's so great that you're able to do that but that initial feeling of like oh my god my day is canceled I can imagine that people are just distraught by it yes exactly well, and some of them That's happen true. like right away so like the march one that came out of nowhere and yeah some people were like oh i'm getting married next week and then that changed like obviously 
so other people had a month or two months now to be to come to the realization that they were not getting married this year but yeah that was kind of like for some people it's like taken right out from underneath them exactly yeah yeah so what happens with like deposits and stuff have vendors and venues been really good with that or do you think people are getting screwed over i found that uh, everyone had been very helpful and very supportive because um and i wouldn't i I, i'm not gonna get tired to repeat it but we're all in this together and not just Mm -hmm. our country like the entire world in this together and it's so much Mm -hmm. much much more bigger than just us and it's just amazing to see how supportive people are how uh and even like in our industry people came together people we created a group there's a huge group of uh, wedding vendors and includes like lots of planners lots of designers and photographers and everyone is chatting everyone are trying to help each other there's no word of a competition at all like everything is so much nicer right now like people are very supportive we're exchanging information and if someone has any problems with any of the venues or vendors or couples so we're throwing uh, this uh, topic into in, in the middle of the group and then people discuss and try to help each other and support and the same with the couple so um, I'm and uh, it's very important for them to know that we're all trying to help them as much as we can including the venues it's 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 the really tough right now especially for vendors uh, I mean for sorry ven- venues because they are the ones who have the mm-hmm. biggest overheads and they're the ones who are yeah. trying to really hard to survive so and mm-hmm. um, yeah. obviously like deposit and non-refundable but uh, everyone is very flexible to move deposits forward and nobody is charging an extra fee for moving one uh, wedding from this year to the next year even though every well, I think every price increases from year to year like every vendor is increasing their, their prices but right now in the situation that we are at right now nobody is increasing the prices for the existing clients and it's it's just nice uh, to see how people are trying to, um, they're trying to survive on one side, but at the same time, they're trying to help their couples to stay calm and support them as much as we can. Yeah, you know, I think at this time, uh, in this situation, it would be, you know, really bad for your reputation as a vendor um, or a venue um, to kind of not accommodate what we're going through. As you said, Fidan, we're all in this together and nobody's choosing this. Nobody wants this. So it would be really bad for anyone um, in well, re- pretty much any industry to kind of not accommodate your customers and your clients. They're not going to want to come back to you and they're not yeah. going to tell people to come back to you. Exactly. It's back to, well, it's in their best interest. And then it goes back to the referral. Like if you know yeah. that you've got worked with a vendor that basically was like, nope, I'm not giving you any money back. I'm not being flexible. Then that's word of mouth is going to spread on that and be like, they were completely yeah. unhelpful and under, and not understanding during a pandemic, which like you said, we're all in this. So this doesn't just affect like one small group. This literally affects the world and to be in a business of any kind, but especially like this, when it is so special and emotional to be, mm-hmm. Yeah. unhelpful and and just like not pleasant then you're you're shooting yourself in the foot like you're you're already losing because of the pandemic so you're losing finances in some way or another and then if you're gonna be a jerk about it then forget it like you might as well close your doors yeah I think you said a good point there Laura um 
when you said this is an emotional thing, I, and this is something that makes, um, well, Fidan, you specifically, but all of the, the amazing vendors and venues that we all work with is it, yes, it's a business. Yes, this is your business, but everyone keeps in mind that this is a very emotional day for the clients and the, and the bride and the groom and the weddings, because it's not just, it's not just business. It's, it's much more than that. And, and I think that's what sets people apart in this industry is always having that in mind and having that as part of the business day to day and uh, never kind of wavering from that because the second you do, it will, well, it could potentially ruin somebody's most important day. So, yeah, and people are going into this as a plan, as a start to the rest of their lives with somebody else. So this isn't just something you take lightly and you would hope that anybody that you're working with doesn't take it lightly either. It's not it's not just like arranging any old party like this is the kickoff to the next to your life. <laughs> one of the most important chapters of your life, like depending on who you are and how you feel about things, but this and then having children or buying a home, like those are three of the most major events in someone's life. So hopefully any of the vendors that you work with respect that and appreciate that and feel the same way. So, you know, what? another thing I wanted to ask you about, a friend of mine just uh, participated in one. He was the MC for their wedding, but it was a virtual wedding. So how it worked is he stood, you know, social distance from the bride and the groom and then uh, filmed it onto YouTube for two, I think it was two or 400 guests um, to all watch and then comment on, on the ceremony together. But is this something that you're seeing people do as well? Uh, yeah, so that's something that is uh, happening right now. Some people go for virtual weddings and the guests are attending over Zoom and um, like the couple and with their maybe officiant or just MC or made, made for an investment or hopefully soon with uh, close family members will be attending a wedding and maintaining two meters apart and social distancing and all of those rules. Um, I personally don't see it as a big trend going, moving forward because sooner or later people will miss this actual yeah. like experience uh, coming together and sooner or later people will get tired from the Zoom calls and seeing each other only on the screen. Yeah. I think it's it's good while it lasts for now, but I don't see it um, as a big trend for the future myself. For <laughs> I was actually going to ask that. Do you think it's going to turn into a trend? Like this will be another package that people would opt for saying like okay well I don't want to do the whole ceremony and reception thing I actually want to plan an entire virtual experience but you don't think that trend will stick around like I totally agree with the screen fatigue I we've talked about that lots (laughs) and I'm experiencing it but I did wonder like since this is working out for some people mostly because they don't have much other choice if they really want to have their wedding yeah if they really want to have their wedding right now but then I was thinking like will this stick around because it's cost efficient <laughs> no um you can always throw the big party later so yeah i just wonder if it'll work its way into the industry but the second people can be together they're gonna want to be together exactly. like yeah people love and, to uh, hug and touch especially at weddings exactly. everyone loves to drink and 
yeah <laughs> yeah nothing can suck. substitute the actual in-person experience what, yeah. what i think yeah but uh, for couples who are really in a rush to get married for for any reasons i think it's a good option to do it right now and it's it's great that people get creative with those kind of things and if someone has to get married right now for some legal uh, reasons or immigration reasons or for any other reasons that they might have it's great and i totally support it and uh, we would also be helpful like be happy to help with these ideas for sure uh, but from uh, so far like from all of our couples uh, none of them has been in a rush to get married and they just postpone and they're holding a very intimate mm-hmm. romantic dinner in their house on the original wedding day and it's uh, it's very nice and then they're posting pictures of themselves they're taking pictures of themselves they're sharing them with their loved ones and it's it's just nice to see yeah yeah Part of me thinks that would be like so special too, because on the wedding day, and I don't, everybody has a different experience, but it's, it is fun and it's special and you feel nothing but love and excitement. Well, I hope most people do feel those feelings, but you are so busy and you are so overwhelmed that you do sometimes not get to have like that intimacy with your partner that you're marrying because you're both being pulled in different directions everybody wants to talk to the bride and the groom and everybody wants pictures and then next thing you know it the day is over and you're like wow I didn't necessarily get to like enjoy that whole day with you um, and make that connection like we all had a blast everybody had a great time but that what I do feel maybe missing for the wedding day for the couple is like that moment together outside of the I do's and the first dance mm-hmm. and, and assuming you're, this is all speaking on a traditional type wedding, right. but you, you don't get to like really just sit in the moment because it's just so quick and, and there's so mm-hmm. much to do and so much happening and so many people mm-hmm. to talk to if you, especially if you have a big wedding. Mm-hmm. So I just think that I know it's not something that, well, you say it might not be a trend um, that will stick around, but it is special that those people will be able to look back and be like, we actually got married together and were together and it was just us and it was, we got to feel all the feels and really just enjoy the moment and the whole ceremony and, and experience of being married. Yeah, Another thing yeah, though, kind of to go on that, Laura, yeah, it's, something it's that we tried, we tried to make sure is part of the, um, itinerary is a moment for them to sit down and and be with each other alone right Fidan that's a priority exactly yes and that's why I would really enjoy the first looks as well because the first looks are only about the couple only about the bride and groom being together and that's it so nobody else no nobody else is watching you nobody else is surrounding you and it's not like you're walking down the aisle where hundreds of people are looking at you so it's just a moment where the bride and groom can, can connect and it's right, right at the beginning of the day where they can set up their intentions for the day. They can just uh, share this little intimate moment with each other. And that's something like some little moment that they can spare for the, for each other during this day as well. It's the first look for me. Well, that's great and, that you built that in. I kind of wish yeah. that I would have had someone to make that comment to me to say like when you do the first look if you incorporate that into your wedding day then just have it you and your partner um because we did the first look but everybody was around so that was special and it was lovely too but I think that's great advice uh 
because I think couples getting married feel like everybody needs to be a part of it because it's not just for the couple. It's a whole experience that your family and your best friends and children, if you have them already. Mother-in-laws. Yeah, well, family or family to be. Uh, Yeah, everyone sort of seems like they have some entitlement to your day also and you feel obligated to give them that time and those moments and everybody wants to see every single second of it because it's all so exciting and fun and special but it is important (laughs) to remember like take a minute for just the couple because it's the like hopefully the only time you're going to get to do this so I think that's great advice for people that are planning their wedding whether it's virtual or not um, (laughs) to really make sure you add that into the itinerary because I don't, all the weddings I've been to, most of them don't have that. Well, that's the perk of having a wedding coordinator. They come in and remind you of those important things. (laughs) And during the day, we will enforce the time for you to do those things. Like, oh, time for a first look, time for this. So um, you can make sure that that actually happens, right? Oh, the benefits of having a wedding planner or coordinator, I'm sure, are endless. So one of the things I wanted to ask you, Fidan, is... Like, what are some of the trends that you think are going to happen post-pandemic? Do you think people are going to, like, go crazy next year because maybe their budgets will have increased since they were able to save some money uh, this year and now they're going to put that towards their wedding? Do you think people are going to go all out, big, glamorous weddings? What What do you think is going to happen? And, sorry, I just want to add on to that question. Mm-hmm. You know how trends change for the design each year? Are they going to change for next year as well? Like, what are the trends, yeah, like overall for everything? Yeah. So in terms of the um, budgets, I think it's uh, the opposite is going to happen, unfortunately, because many people, they lost lots of money and they, um, like they, some people, most people, they lost their jobs for uh, until a few, uh, at least a few months. And the financial world doesn't look so so positive at the moment. So I see the trends of people reducing the number of guests and um, also going with a little bit less extravagant designs. Uh, so, but hopefully it's not going to happen, but I feel that that might happen at the moment after talking with some of our couples. So people are kind of more conscious about spending money. And unfortunately, I think that's what's going to happen, at least for the beginning, until everything gets back to a complete normal. So people will try to save save some money and maybe reduce the number of guests, especially if they have huge weddings and they most of the guests might still be worried about going out in the big crowds. I think like uh, some of the mm-hmm. venues might introduce the social distancing rules and measures, so might be uh, requesting lowering number of guests. So we'll see, mm-hmm. but nobody knows what's gonna happen. Um, unfortunately, we nobody knows and nobody can predict anything. So we just have to wait and see what's gonna happen, and we just need to go with the flow. That's the only thing we can do at this moment and stay positive. That's very important, regardless of what happens. In terms of the designs. Uh, so far, like with our couples, nobody's changing design is 
just one uh, couple I believe we had a winter wedding but they switched to the summer wedding and because they oh, have wow. a complete like winter wonderland design obviously we need to change it <laughs> so yeah, meaning um, yeah meaning that we have to redo the entire inspiration board we have to change complete colors and everything and design yeah. and the look everything has to change but other than that more or less uh, the rest of our couples they if they have if they had like summer or uh, spring, they they are pretty close to the same season. So no changes uh, are required unless they change their mind and they want to change something, which is uh, we were very flexible in that, uh, in that sense. So if the couple would like to change their design, we would be happy to accommodate them and to help them change the design and communicate all the changes to the florist, to the, the, the core team and so on and so on. So yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. So it's it's gonna be exciting for sure. <laughs> but the planning continues. The yeah, nothing not nothing has been put in st- uh, on pause, even though things have been rescheduled. But the planning still goes on. Well, I mean, I guess it's good that um, everyone's working with professionals when it comes to the vendors of the venue. So that makes this transition probably a lot easier um, in terms of the design and everything like that. But uh, I can't imagine how, how how this is. This this is just a crazy time, as we all know and keep saying. But at least, you know what's great is I've seen you've been pivoting your business in towards the direction of kind of accommodating this craziness by creating, as you mentioned earlier, um, I guess a new option for clients with your event in a box. So I just like, mm-hmm. first of all, amazing work with that. That's really resourceful and, and busy for, of you. So that's really good. But um, why don't you let us know a little bit about that option for people? Yeah, absolutely. I would be happy to. So we have been thinking and brainstorming for a few weeks about how we can continue bringing joy to people's life without real events because we miss real events so much. And um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And on one of those brainstorming days with the team, we came up with the event in the box idea. So that's um, what what it is. Basically, we have a box and we put all the items that people require for to host their event at their homes, from a very intimate per, uh, two people party to five to ten, whatever is allowed by the government. <laughs> uh, so what event event uh, box uh, consists of the linen of the napkins of the plates so we include like dinner plate salad plate and dessert plate and uh, then uh, we have like the flowers and candles and uh, the um, uh, cutlery and the glassware so everything comes in the package including the food as well and we created a page on our website it's very convenient to navigate Uh, a person just goes on the website clicks on the link uh, on the event in a box and then they can choose their own menu and they can choose their own design so we offer three uh, actually four different designs the fourth one is uh, something that we created for mother's day but we we kept it for high tea parties so basically three designs for for dinner and each package includes three course meal including the salad main course and dessert provided by the elite catering uh, company that we work with very closely for years now 
flowers is providing by our partner flowers time and all the cutlery and luxury plates and glassware provided by the rental company that we work with closely it's called the sweet bee tea party and then we get um, linens and napkins from another rental company that we work with posh so we put all these amazing vendors together to bring the experience to the people's homes and it's a contactless delivery so we deliver the box we leave it outside of their doors the box has has instructions for the setup of the decor items so it's very detailed step by step what exactly how to place the plates how to fold the napkins and we offer different options for different tastes and how to exactly to place the cutlery and glassware that everything looks perfect and professional it's like they came to the restaurant and then the, um, the food has also some uh, warming up instructions uh, and then everything will be delivered to their door they unpack they set up they enjoy the experience they eat and drink and then on the next day they don't have to wash anything they don't have to clean anything so just like dirty dishes put back in the box put them outside your door and we'll come and pick it up so and nice. yeah it's very convenient and it's um it's been very popular so we launched it about two weeks ago and the in the last couple of, like in in this two weeks we've been um pretty busy we got like already six seven orders and wow. a few on the go so we're, we've been receiving really good feedback from people and uh, we're getting a lot of interesting <laughs> beautiful pictures of how people set up and enjoy the dinner so basically the idea was to bring the restaurant experience that we miss so much just to uh, to their homes and that gives them a chance to get dressed uh, put the makeup on put a yeah. nice dress on or tux on and just ex- just to have this beautiful experience put some background music on and we'll also partnered up with the virtual photobooth company and it's completely for free from them they provide a different uh, virtual photobooth experience that people can use on their instagram it's like super easy and you can share them those pictures with their family with friends you can post them on your social media so and then we'll also have as uh, add-ons uh, some options of the, the live music so we connected with some live musicians who are willing to perform live uh, for an hour or so over zoom so just a live experience which is great for a special occasion yeah and i love this i love the creativity yeah. <laughs> i mean that also speaks volumes for your business too if you are someone who figured out a way to continue offering packages that are covid friendly that yeah. sh- that will just continue with people giving you referrals right because they'll say like oh you know they were able to still accommodate some form of my day by doing this specific package and I just think that is so smart and I wonder mm-hmm. if other wedding planners or wedding companies are offering that as well because if they aren't they're probably going to steal your idea if they hear this <laughs> but um it's so it's you heard just, it here first folks yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so we are but the it's first such a good way to pivot but uh, eventually it's going to come. I think more people will start offering it because it's not so so hard to put it together. It's just we, we want to be the first. Why not? <laughs> well, and yeah, I think it's a, it's a great best. product. Yeah, like, like you said, people really do miss the restaurant experience. And when you go to a restaurant, it's not just, you know, the fancy decor and the fancy 
food, but it's also the not having to do anything part about it that's exactly. really nice. So yeah. that is Can so I just convenient. order that anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Can obviously. I just set that up anyway? <laughs> I'm not getting married again. I'll just have that experience. It's, it's not related and... to weddings. We've been having some orders uh, from people for their first uh, wedding anniversary. We had a birthday order. We had a Mother's Day order. We have a few orders for Father's Day already. And just people ordering it for just to have a nice intimate dinner with their loved ones at home. So we yeah. have one mother, yeah. um, a new, she's a new mother. She has a baby, like an 11, 11 months old baby. No, no, 11 weeks old baby. She texted me on Instagram oh, wow. and she's just like, oh, we're so tired. Like we're taking care of the baby and we're just, I'm, I, I don't sleep at night. And it's just so refreshing to have something like uh, your event in the box. Can I just order it so my, me and my husband, we can have a night <laughs> in. <laughs> It's like yeah. a night out, but it's night in when the baby's sleeping, and I know that I don't have to wash dishes, and I don't, I, I don't have <laughs> to clean my napkins. I just pack it and put it back outside, and she's ordering the box for me just to have this experience with her husband when the baby's sleeping, and just to relax, and you know, not like put the makeup on, put the nice dress on, and just to have this night, like it's still like a night in, but it feels like a night out, and. We even called yeah. it on our website, uh, Girls' Night In, for even for some friends who uh, maybe they don't have families, they quarantine uh, alone, but they can still get together right now in the groups of four or five, and we can bring this experience to their homes. Instead of going out, they can have a night, Girls' Night In. So something different. Oh my God, it's so versatile. It's, <laughs> it's genius. And you, you know, it's funny because so much bad and negativity has come from the pandemic of course but like it's so interesting to see the way people are getting creative especially within businesses and that's probably something that you're gonna always offer and it might even grow from that and it's such a great marketing tool for you as well because like you said you it's not just wedding specific and now people can enjoy staying in and having like an even better experience than just like ordering in and takeout. Like you get an actual experience, a fine dining experience. So I think the yes, way you're, exactly. you know, coming up with these other ways to maintain your business and maintain clientele and continue to build clientele is so fantastic. And, you know, people could really learn from what you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's really nice to hear. You guys, um, I've also worked with Elite uh, Catering for other corporate events oh, that yes, I plan to. Yes, many times. Yeah, and they're phenomenal. Their so, um, they are, and they're really, really good um, with everything the, the ordering process. Um, you know, their menu is really extensive, so there's lots of options. It, I'm just super happy with them. So I, I personally couldn't recommend them enough. Um, and then especially working with you, I know it would be a home run. And then, of course, on your Instagram, you're so cute with your um, pictures when you're delivering your boxes and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, But it just lends you. itself to so many things, right? Like it helps build your social media presence. It's a marketing tool. It obviously grows your business. So it's just entrepreneurs that think like you are of course going to be successful and you will be a mainstay like you you will continue with that alternative option and even when COVID is over like people would still want this like even the girls night in if you're someone who's hosting a dinner party and you're like oh my god I don't want to cook I don't want to clean I just want to enjoy with my friends 
I'll do this event in the box. And I, it's, yeah. it is different than just ordering in. Like I said, it's, yeah, it's getting exactly. way more of an experience and even, or relating it back to weddings. Like that's how you ask all your bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's how, or like, that's the dinner the night before the wedding. Like just there's, it just lends itself to so much. I just, I love it. I think it's such a fantastic thing. Good (laughs) on you. Thank you so much. We're adding a few few more options for menus in the next couple of days. We will be offering also a Japanese uh, menu and also the Chinese menu. So coming up. Sushi. (laughs) Sushi. I think that's the thing that I miss the ultimate most is all you can eat sushi. I know. Um, I I, I'm. I can't wait the day that they open up. I'm running. Yeah. You'll be camped out the night before. Yeah. You know, I will. Like, you know, the people line up for Costco around the block. I will. I don't do that. I will line up for sushi. Sushi. Yeah. Sushi and salon. I think those are two places that will be super booked. Yes. Oh my God. Everyone's dying to get back into the salon. Yeah. Of any kind. Nail. Hair. Anything. Facial. (laughs) It's funny how even like you look at the news anchors and stuff on TV and you can tell everyone is going through hair growth. Yeah. Well, even our our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. I I was like, he looks like he hasn't had a cut in a while either. (laughs) Yeah. It affects us all, people. It affects us all. Yeah. It sure does. I know it's not life or death, but you really uh, realize what you're missing out when you can't go out and uh, experience the world. It's so weird. It's so weird. I just personally hope that we don't have this going on forever. The small things, like even just now, I was just thinking about being at a wedding, you know, people even like you just, you touch someone on the arm. It's, it's just such an endearing moment. Like, oh, it would suck to not be able to to have that. So I I really hope this is over soon. Yes. It will be interesting to see pictures in the next six, months to a year of weddings and if social distancing is in place like obviously at most weddings we're all crammed side by side in the seats as as, you know for the bride and groom to walk up the aisle how are venues going to accommodate that like it it is going to change the game at least for (laughs) I would say like six months to a year like it's it's just going to be very different I was thinking of, you know, they do, the photographer does the bridal party photos. Like, is everyone going to have to be six feet apart? Like, and then do you frame that? Like, it's going to be weird. But also people will probably get really creative and funny with it too. And they'll have like a shot with masks on, a shot with masks off and stuff like that. Oh, I'm sure they will. Like it, it is, it really does open itself up to a whole other area of like social media content and, and just pictures and other fun things that you do at a wedding anyway so again looking at the positives and changing the perspective I think people will it's a when 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 everything is back to normal it'll be something that we have to laugh about because I mean we like you said we all went through it It, so I think by then we'll like we'll have to laugh about it so when people will have masks or or something at the photo booths at the weddings it'll be like an ode to it like my wedding was supposed to be in during COVID and like you know what I mean so yeah yeah. I think by then people will have a a lighter and and like you said Fidan about keeping the perspective uh positive and obviously here at Herspective we love a good perspective uh, conversation. So I'm glad that you're out there spreading the positivity. I'm so glad that you came on today to talk about it with us. And um, you've stayed so positive this whole time. So and you've done such a good job with, um, you know, dealing with everything that's coming at you. Um, 
business wise and stuff. So uh, this is great. I'm so glad that you're on with us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a fun yeah. conversation. And yeah, I, um, I'm trying to stay positive. I'm trying to spread positivity around me. And I'm sure that everything will get back to normal very soon. We'll get back to the Hopefully, normal life. Yes. But it just, it mm-hmm. will be so interesting to look back and to kind of reflect back to this time when we had a minute to pause, to breathe, and just to reflect mm-hmm. on our life and see that we usually never get a chance to do it, to just pause yeah. during our crazy, hectic lifestyle. So it was actually kind of nice to just stop for our for a moment and just to see, just to, you know, weigh things and see what's more important in my life, what's not so important, to just be grateful for so many things that we to we used to take it for granted in our lives and it's um it's just that this is like this is my own perspective to look at the things and and it helps me incredibly throughout this entire time oh well i can't wait till we can uh get back out there and get our our rescheduled weddings um going together so hopefully oh, yeah hopefully next year will soon. be crazy <laughs> i know <laughs> i'm excited for it we'll, we'll well, yeah, me too. We were kind of deprived this year. <laughs> yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, start prepping well, now, it... ladies. Get some sleep now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what it... Weekends will be a thing of the past for us next year. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The new weekend The new weekend right now is the Thursday already. <laughs> yeah. Thursday yeah. and Monday. So we have Tuesday weddings. And it, it will be interesting, yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, why don't you um, plug in where people can find you, your Instagram, um, your website, and things like that? Yes, absolutely. I will. Do you want me to send it to you? No, you can just say it right now so people can hear it. Oh, just say it. Yeah, for sure. So it's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have um, Instagram. My own Instagram page is Fidan. It's my first name, underscore design dream. And we have another uh, partner of mine is uh, Carly, who is in charge for the Chinese market. Her Instagram page is Carly at, not at, sorry, at Carly underscore Design Dream. So that's our Instagram. And then the website goes designdream.com. And from there, you can navigate yourself to event in the box or to destination weddings, to the galleries, to featured weddings, and so on, so on. And then on the Facebook, the same. So it's very easy. It's the same design dream, uh, wedding and event planning. And yeah, so that that's basically it. Great. Thank you so much. And as always, you can follow us at herspective underscore podcast. And I do follow you guys and I follow you. I, I listen to your episode. It's been so fun. You guys are doing an amazing oh, job. Yeah, it's, it's been really fun. I like all of your guests. And thank you so much for having me as one of your guests. And I can't wait to listen to this podcast soon. Yeah, amazing. of course. Thanks so much for Thanks being for on the them. show. Mwah. We will yeah, kissing talk to you soon. And sending you lots of love and hugs. <laughs> Stay safe, stay positive, ladies. Thank Thank you. you. Bye. Bye.